Welcome back to another episode of Two Average Husbands. I'm your host, Jake, and as you can see, we do have a special co-host of the night. Dane, go ahead and introduce yourself for anybody who doesn't know. Uh, for anybody who doesn't know, I'm Dane Goodenough. I'm a longtime friend of Jake's and a short-time friend of Kyle's, even though he's unfortunately not here, but I will be your co-host of this week's episode. Awesome. I know uh, Dane is taking it easy tonight, but I am not. I've had a long week, <laughs> and I need a drink, so I will be drinking... Uh, Pipe, it's uh, Workforce Brewing out of, uh, it's a local brewery here in Illinois. It is their Sleepy Bear, which is a peanut butter honey bear stout. So I'm hoping it is absolutely delicious. And as you know, when Kyle hosts the episode with us, um, we always class it up a little bit and we drink out of these fancy glasses. Um, because Dane's here, I'm not going to do that. Um, so I'm going to drink it out of a koozie, a, a, an insulated koozie, well, if it makes it any fancier. Oh, well, now you make me want to go grab a drink. You, you can if you want. It's live. I can. I mean, it's people will see you walking to get a drink, but I can edit that out for the for the later. You're you always say edit it out, and then you never edit it out from what yeah, I hear. So it happened one time, <laughs> and that wasn't even my fault. That was YouTube's software being a little meh at best. But if you if you do want to go get a all drink, right, can, you convince me. Oh, you're right. right. All right. Thank you everybody for tuning in. Um, as always, make sure you give us a follow on social media at two, capital A, lowercase vg, husbands at um, on Instagram, that is our handle on Twitter as well. We have created a Facebook page, which will be in the link tree down below. Um, we will also have, um, as always, uh, subscribe to us on YouTube. Give us a follow on uh, iTunes, where this podcast is uploaded, as well as Spotify. We do appreciate everybody who's tuning in tonight. Um, you know, it's always a great time to have y'all out here. Uh, Dane is a really good friend of mine. Happy to have him on here. So he'll be back in uh, right now with a drink. So. All right, Dane, what do you got tonight? Uh, I got the one and only Blueberry Truly, because that's all we had in the fridge. Hey, man. So that's what I'm going to have tonight. I'm not going to put it in a fancy glass, hey. but I will drink it. Cheers. Cheers. All right, well, since you are the guest and this is your first time guesting in a traditional fashion <laughs> where you have to actually have topics to bring, I will go ahead and use my topics first. So... Um, as you know, um, and anybody who knows Dane and I that, you know, has ever talked to Dane and I, you know, we play a lot of video games. That's why we were a little late tonight. Admittedly, we were playing some Fortnite. Um, we've recently been back into that game, but Dane, I want to make you use your brain a little bit to get the pod going. Oh, so I nice. want, I will do it as well, but I want to know your top 10 doesn't have to be in order, but your top 10 favorite video game weapons of all time. Top 10 video game weapons. Oh, I'm going to have to do research just to make sure I don't mess up the names. If you if it's, if it's you have a general oh, idea, you got to remember, I've played pretty much every game that you have, so I can probably help you out there even if you if you are, are lacking there a little bit. But um, I'll go first. Um, I'll, I'll do three to start, um, three right. that I can think of off the top of my head. Um, one is an icon for me. It's something that I'll never forget. Actually, the first three guns are all from the same game. So I'll just it's say it's Modern Warfare 2, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, my favorite Call of Duty of all time, will never be beaten. It's Those are my number two. I was just about to say it was from Modern Warfare 2, but continue. So the first three that I'll bring up are the Modern Warfare 2 ACR, the Modern yep. Warfare 2 UMP45, and the Intervention, the bolt-action rifle from Modern Warfare 2. Those are by far like three of, the, three of my favorite guns in video game history. They're iconic. I think a lot of people who you know have played those games would agree that those were kind of the meta guns, you know, meta wasn't really a term that was thrown around a whole lot back then, but those were basically the meta of any multiplayer game that you got into. So those are oh. the first three that I can think of. So what are your first three that come to mind? 
first three that come to mind have to be I, I mean I'm not gonna know the name of it, but the original Halo machine gun the has to be one. Or the full auto one. Full auto full uh, full auto. I have to go as a zombies fan, I have to go the ray gun. You know. You can't go past that. And then a third one. Oh, I have to think of what video games I've played. Yeah, it was just called oh, Assault boy. Rifle, the the Halo AR. But oh yeah, I guess I can look stuff up the, right the here. The ray gun, you know, that's that was going to be on my list as well. You know, that's just truly iconic. It's one of the only guns that I think in every like people who don't play Call of Duty, people who have never played zombies even, they know what the ray gun is. Like it became such a part of like gamer culture for such a long time. Like there's there's probably more people with ray gun tattoos than there are like people that you know are alive i'm kidding oh but i i I get what you mean but now looking at it just because i was such a big halo fan i'm so excited for this new one to come out you got to go with the energy sword and the spartan laser yep those got to be there those were a lot of fun um was a big halo 2 guy that's really kyle and i have talked about this that halo 2 is really the only halo that i played a ton of um when they came out with halo 5 i played a little bit but not a ton but you know halo still is it's such a nostalgic game for me like halo 2 if that game if they were to like remaster that game well and i could play it on pc i would lose my shit because that yeah. game was so much fun well that's I don't know. Just with this new one coming out, I'm I'm super excited for it. I'm super excited to see what they bring to the table. After I don't even know when the last one came out. Yeah, um, it's 2016 ish, I think. I don't count Master Chief Collection, so. Whenever. Uh, 2015. Games. Yeah, so it's been a while. So. Yeah. You know, hopefully they've they've delayed it a few times. I think at this point, so hopefully that means it's actually going to be a good game when it comes out. But we'll yeah. see. Um, Another but, another one that I think has to be on my list. So so I'll get through. I guess my first five. So those three for Modern Warfare. Gotta say the Halo BR, um, the burst rifle for me from Halo. It's that was always my favorite one because you could just two burst people and it would rip through shields. Um, but I'd say number five for me is the the original pump shotgun in Fortnite before they nerfed it when you could actually one pump somebody in the head. Like that was so much fun like that's, that w- that, that was would when not fortnite be on was fortnite for me but i i could probably speak for kyle on this one that was the most hated gun that'd be on the top 10 for kyle and i's most hated i remember being very angry with that gun all the time and you tried to make up excuses all the time and i was not having it i'm like dane you're just so, bad you're like i know but i still hate it yeah i know i i just i don't know i did not like that gun because i was not good at the game uh, but another, just moving on to the next one, I got to go with the, the original Assassin's Creed hidden blade. Oh, see, yeah, you're going, you're going deeper than I am. Like I, I, as you know, like I've really only played the Assassin's Creed those few times that we played it at your house. Otherwise I've never really like gotten into the games. I've never played them a ton. I don't know why it's just never been, I'm not a huge story game guy and I think that's part of it. Um, but I don't know. Yeah, I I love single player mainly because I had such bad internet for the longest time that it really was all I could use. Um, but but yeah, Assassin's Creed. I'm I'm looking at my other games right now, trying to figure out if I can uh, spark my memory a little bit. But 
Um, so other ones that come to mind for me, um, obviously I played a lot of, of Battle Royales, as you know. Um, so I think that uh, BR games kind of stick in my mind. So the R99 from Apex, I love that gun. That one is by far, like, it's. I want to say it's the only gun in the game where you can one-clip somebody. Like, if you hit all of your bullets, it's one of the only ones that actually works the way that it's yeah. supposed to. So, I love I, that one. I could give you that one. Jeez, uh, Apex, I can't even remember what those guns are called. Probably the Peacemaker. Yeah. Peacemaker with a choke. I don't know what number of guns we're on, but uh, yeah, that that's got to that wouldn't be well, my favorite by any means, but it's up there on the top ten. So for you, you've got the Halo AR, you've got the Spartan Laser and the Energy Sword, you said the Hidden Blade. Yeah. And um, you said you just said the you know the peace uh, peacekeeper from Apex on your list. So you're at five. I think I'm at six. Oh, we're going to the full 10? Yeah. All right. Well, then I'd have to go back to Black Ops 3 with the ICR. That was the only gun I ran that the entirety of that game. Yeah, you did run that, that gun a lot. You were good at You were... I think you were better at that game than you probably think you were. That was... Because that was a jetpack one. Yeah, that was... Anything pretty much with jetpacks. Oh, that reminds me of Advanced Warfare. Oh yeah, the Advanced Warfare Bell that has to be on the yeah. list for me. Yeah, that that's on there. Just, I I think I still think we could probably do an entire episode on what games I think get a bad rep. I think Advanced Warfare gets a really bad rep from Call of Duty people just because it wasn't. It was like the first jetpack game, really. And yeah, I I love that game. You and I played a ton of that game, and yeah. I. I have no complaints. Yes, it was jetpacks. Yes, it was different. But I also really love Titanfall. So maybe that's why I liked it a lot. I never played Titanfall, so I don't know much about that game. But, oh, I keep looking. I keep looking. What else do I even have up here? Got to look at oh. all your games. Well, yeah. It's, I'm trying to spark memory, but I so I don't I know. I want... What? Continue. Uh, I was just saying, I think I'm at six. So if I were to think of a seventh, that I really, really enjoyed. Um, the Call of Duty 4 M16, the burst fire one, that gun was legitimately broken. The oh, yeah. The, the Deagle in that game was more broken, but I didn't find out it was broken until like way after the game came out. But the M16 was by far one of the most fun guns to use just because you would literally just like boop, boop, and somebody was dead. It was like two taps of the trigger and they were gone. So yeah. that, one, that one has to be on the list for me. I, I'm learning that I love guns that don't have a lot of skill and just kill people in like two bursts or one shot. Like that's pretty much my whole list. But hey, whatever fun. works. But um, to go deep again, I'm gonna have to go with the No Man's Sky multi tool. Never played it. Haven't. Yeah. Played see, it that that was the game. game I had so much fun with, and I, I, I mean, still to this day, I I have so much fun with that game. Um, that was a really fun really fun weapon to use really fun tool to use and a just really fun game overall because it was so unique um but that was my seventh my eighth probably would have to be the hellion salvo from black ops 4 not for not for multiplayer but for zombies again yeah that game was a lot of fun to use and then probably also the spitfire from that game 
So there's oh, I just canceled out. There's seven, eight, nine. But yeah, see, uh, you got to think of a tenth. You got to think of a real good one for the ten. While I go through my eight, uh, my eight and nine here. Real good one. So for the uh, one for me, um, probably the most nostalgic one, just because I think I have the most nukes ever, just running uh, the Akimbo seventeen uh, model eighteen eighty sevens before they got fixed in in Modern Warfare two, where you could literally have these like hip fire shotguns that you run full speed at and you could map people with them. I think that one. That one is legitimately the most broken video game weapon of all time. And I think that that one is by far probably like one of my all-time favorites. And then for number nine, um, I, again, I got to try and think of some games that I've, you know, some additional games that I've played here. Um, let me see. Uh, Fortnite, COD, well, Apex. Well, that's why I'm trying to find something like in Skyrim because I'd so that you, was a fun game but i there was no one specific pretty much any bow in that game but that's yeah. not what i want to use as my 10th but oh, so man. i'll say um i know you don't have really any experience with it but the vector that was added to escape from tarkov it is just the way that that game is built the vector kind of just completely shook up the meta it just it shredded through armor it had no recoil like it was a true point and click gun um, and I think a lot of people hated it. A lot of Tarkov diehards really didn't like it. And, you know, because they like, they're more traditionalists, they like the way that the game used to be played. But when that was added, it really shook things up. And I, I really like the addition of that to the game. And it's one of the most fun to use, in my opinion. Yeah. Well, my 10th one from me Googling pretty much his best video game weapons to start my memory, I have to go with the Blades of Chaos from God of War. I only played the most recent one, and I hate to admit I didn't even play it all the way through, but those weapons were so much fun every time you used them. And that I think is the perfect number 10 because three of my top 10 are even on the top 10 of most iconic ever. Yeah. And those were some fun weapons to use. Yeah, those are all really solid. My number, my number 10 holds a very special place in my heart. I don't know why it does, but it's a gun that I can never get out of my head. Like when I think of a gun in a video game, my brain always goes to this. And I don't know why, because it's a game that I never even played a ton, but the portal gun. I think oh, see, the, I never used, I never played. I played, I played a decent, I played through the game once, but I never did. Like there's so many Easter eggs and stuff and like, People have found like really weird routes and stuff in the game. I never played it like that, but just like the level of iconic, like when I hear gun, my brain literally goes to portal gun for whatever reason. I think it is, it's one of my favorites too, just because of how creative that game was. It was one of the, probably the most creative games of all time. But I really do think that that portal gun is by far the most like iconic, great thing that has ever been put into the entire game. Yeah, that, well, cause I mean, name a game like portal. You can't. You really. can't. I mean, it is just There's, such a unique title. So there is a, a new game that came out that's not, I don't want to say it's like Portal, um, but it's called It Takes Two, I believe. I don't know if you've seen this at all. I've I've heard of it, but I haven't really seen much but on it. I think we should play it because I think it'd be fun, especially if we've been drinking, because it's a lot of teamwork and you and I, the way that we argue when we play games, it'll just evolve into us yelling at each other drunkenly for an hour and a half. I, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't doubt it. I think that'd be a great time, but you know that was a nice and easy topic to uh, to start off the night. I don't think that one was too hard. Well, no, you... I 
Mine get easier than that. I did not, when it comes to talk of it, I did not think of anything big brain or real smart to think about. Just real simple. Not yes or no questions, but my topics are all easy. All right. Well, let's let's hear what you got. What's the first topic that you've got for us? Well, I got six of them just in case, but Bailey and I discussed for like all day today trying to figure out topics because this is what that is what jess and i do and it, it, you took all day which respect i text jess like 30 minutes before an episode sometimes and i'm like hey what should kyle and i talk about tonight because i forgot to come up with topics and i don't know where i put my list i literally have like a, a like one of the um it's like a literally like a leather bound book that i got from work that i wrote all the topics in don't know where i put it nice. no idea it, See, it might be in my office somewhere it might be in you know the closet that's right next to me. I don't know. It's just gone. <laughs> yeah, so. Bailey. Bailey had been reminding me throughout the day uh, to remember to do topics because I am extremely forgetful. But anyway, onto one of my topics. Onto one of the three we starred. Uh, would you rather have a beach house or a cabin in the woods? Ooh, that's okay. That's a really good question, actually. Let's hear your opinion first while I think of mine, because you probably, I, I think I know what you would pick. Well, I mean, it's pretty obvious. What would, what do you think I would pick? You would pick a cabin in the woods. Cabin in the woods. Yeah. Any day of the week. Something like Mount Carroll. Oh, yeah. Something with acreage and a pond and uh, with no limits. I mean, what what would you do? If, you, if money wasn't really an option and you can kind of get the acreage you want, or you can live on the water wherever you want. What which one would you rather choose? If I'm thinking like with my heart of hearts, like I probably I don't even know why I'm like acting like this is a hard decision. Like I would pick a cabin in the woods in the heart heartbeat. <laughs> I I don't get me wrong, I like beaches, I like going to the beach, I like the water. But for me, I like especially like Something like that would be like a vacation spot for me. It's not somewhere I'd want to like live permanently, but like somewhere that I could go as frequently as I wanted. Like that's what basically we had when my family had the lake house. Like it was just like, obviously we had a bunch of people who lived around us. There were tons of houses there. So in my ideal world, I wouldn't have all of that stuff, but just yeah. like somewhere I can go. And like you're saying, like I can still have, I can be on a lake or a pond or something like that at a cabin in the woods. Like I can still... I can have boats, I can have jet skis, I can go fishing, I could go hunting if I want. Like there's so many different things that I could do there. Whereas I think with a beach house, like I think I'm just limited. And with a beach house, like I could still experience fun stuff. Like obviously like if I'm on the beach, like if I were to pick somewhere to have a beach house, I'd probably pick like California, like right on the ocean. Like I think yeah. that'd probably be how I would do it. But that just seems like boring to me. Like I don't with a, see with to me a, the the way I see a beach house is I see it as a vacation spot. Yeah. I feel like if I I was at a beach for a month straight, I'd get bored of the beach because I'm just that's not my personality. I let, I like to go on the water for a week and you know experience the little things, but after that, I feel like it. I, I would want to be anywhere else with something to do. Well, that's like what um, I was talking about with. I want to say it was with Kyle, but it could have been with somebody else, but. We were talking about Jess like wants to be by the beach but doesn't want to live on the beach. And whoever we were talking yeah. to basically said it was Kyle because when he lived in Florida, he was near the beach. He was like living by the beach kind of kills the luster of it. He's like you want it to be somewhere fun to go to. And when it's when it's super easily accessible, it's just kind of meh. It's just like, OK, that's just the thing we do now. 
And yeah, I think, once like, you have it every day, then it kind of takes away from what it actually is. Yeah, and like the only times I've really like really been to a beach were when I was in Hawaii, and that like that was one of the best parts of the trip for me was being able to just like be on the ocean and just hang out there. But I do agree, like if that was all I did every day, like I just get so bored. Yeah. Like in well, the- especially in Hawaii, I mean. I'm sure anybody else could argue their case that Hawaii has a million things to offer, but I feel like you're very limited, especially in Hawaii with yeah. what you can and can't do. Yeah. But. It's just, it's like, well, and for me too, like you and I both know, like we both are like, we were athletic guys and we both like playing, like we both like playing games that are outside. So like games like, you know, Beersby, can jam like we could play like we could just get a bunch of people out there and play like baseball you know this is dream like dream world like i don't want to play baseball in the sand like knowing me i'm gonna hurt myself and get fucked up real quick um, yeah. but like playing out in the woods like i think that'd be so cool you could like especially like you're saying like money's no object like i could do whatever i want with the land like i could build a baseball field there i could build a football field i could build a driving range like i could build um, like, uh, one of the things that I always say was really cool and something that I want to do in the future when I own some property, um, our friend Brownie, like at his house where he's got like his house and then he's got that separate little like cabin shed thing where like yeah. you hang out and all like, that's where like you do stuff. Like even just having something like that, like I feel at a beach house, I couldn't really have that. I'd have like a beach house and then I just have like another beach house. I just think yeah. weird. Whereas like this was literally like just a spot just for everybody to go hang out. And I thought that was super cool. And so, you know, I think just, I think having a cabin in the woods gives you a lot more flexibility, which is, I think. Uh, Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, my parents have the 22 acres and we paintball and we shoot pigeons. And I mean, we do a little bit of everything. (laughs) What haven't we done on that property? Like, I mean, we, we've had a lot of fun on that property. We had a lot of fun in the 500 acres in Mount Carroll. And I just, I don't want to live any other way than that. I'm out, I'm out in Reno in a neighborhood right now. And I'm just itching to, find a place in the forest, Colorado or something, and just kind of get out of here and, I don't know, have some acreage somewhere, be able to do whatever I want with nobody with their eyes on me, so. Yeah, it'd be super nice, too. Plus, I think, like, even if you have, like, money's no object and I could seclude myself at the beach house, I think there's just something so unique about being, like, just in the woods and just, like, appreciating that. Yeah. I've like, I've done it. Like every time I've gone camping in my life and gone out to the woods, like I've always really enjoyed it. And like, we've even done it too, where it's like, we didn't bring really that much like food or anything like that. It's like, we had to go fishing to eat. Like we had to to do that. Like that kind of thing is so cool. And I don't think you really get that experience on the beach. Like you can fish on the beach and you can eat, but like you really, to get fish on the beach that are like worth eating, you like have to go out there, like to get tuna or anything like that. That's actually worth a damn. As opposed to just, like, eating some fucking sea bass every day. Like, just boring. But, yeah, you also just have the seclusion, which is nice. Just being alone. And every beach I've ever been to always has somebody. You you never find a beach without somebody there, even if it's a secret beach that nobody knows about. I was going to say. Somebody's always there. Even private beaches, like, you're dealing with 30 other people. And it's just, I already, like, don't like being around people if I don't have to. So, yeah, Yeah. that's. That's an easy one for me. I know Jess would probably pick a beach house. She loves the beach. She'd probably pick that. But for me, it's definitely a cabin in the woods. I always, tell, I even tell Jess now. I was like, we could, I could live in the middle of nowhere. Like as long as I've got decent internet, I'm fine. No, that that's what we want to live in the middle of nowhere. 
somewhat close to a city or a town that has something going on. But that's, I mean, maybe I convinced Bailey to think like that rather than maybe she would have chosen a beach house two years ago, but not, not since I've been here. So, yeah, but yeah, that's definitely my choice by far. Yeah. That's uh yeah, that's one that really makes you think though. It's kind of like, what do you appreciate a little bit more? Do you like the prestige of a beach or do you like the, you know, kind of secluded personal feel uh, of being in the woods and no i'm a i'm a loner so i'll take the woods any day of the week plus like everybody like a beach house like if i want to do that i could just airbnb out a beach house like it's hard to find like a good like cabin airbnb whereas like if i own that property like and i can make it whatever i want like sky's the limit there whereas i feel like with the beach obviously like i'm dealing with the beach like the ocean right there i just can't do as much <laughs> that's true so but. yeah that was a that was a good one that was a good topic um i'm gonna go a little bit more nostalgic um with the topic um oh, for boy. this one it's always fun to talk about like you know gaming and stuff like that but you and i have have traveled a lot together we've played a lot of sports together so i want to know like what are some of the memories from when we played travel baseball that you think back to and they either like make you laugh or you're just like it's something that we did and you're like that was fucking stupid why'd we do that like just anything you know from our travel baseball days which for us spanned what like four years uh yeah three probably three years oh man there's a lot of stupid that i don't know if i want to talk about on camera um a lot of the hotel stuff, things that make me laugh. How many times I've punched and kicked you off the bed while sleeping? Oh my god! So when uh, let me explain this because he never experienced this. He was fully asleep for all of this. <laughs> but when we would go to travel tournaments when we were younger, um, we were on a little bit of a budget, so we didn't get a. It's not like everybody had their own room or everybody even had their own bed. We had four players to a room, so we had to share beds. Um, and I would just like wake up in the middle of the night to this man just full bore like kicking the shit out of my side kicking me off the bed like just in his sleep like he's just dream kicking me out of the bed and this happened probably twice a tournament so it's just which is weird because no i mean not that i slept in the bed with a whole lot of people but i mean i've had sleepovers i've slept on couches and floors and nobody else has any other story like that except for you just me and i don't I, i have no idea why i don't know if it was the mood of the baseball tournaments or or what i i I don't know maybe i just didn't like you when i was sleeping hey man i don't blame you um (laughs) one of the things that i always like think back to and it was really funny luckily for us we ended up winning this tournament so it didn't matter but when we were at that wood bat tournament in geneseo it was the day before the last games of the tournament and we were having like we didn't give like so long story short this hotel fucked us over and so we were pissed and so we didn't care what we were doing in the rooms and our our coach at the tournament even kind of was just like hey y'all fuck something up not our problem um he's like our credit cards aren't on file anymore these are comp rooms baby so um we had like i don't i won't call it a food fight but we were all kind of just like fighting with whatever we had in the room so we were throwing pillows at each other. There's bags of food that are flying around. There's shoes that are getting yucked at each other. And I, at like one point, had to duck on the floor. And our buddy just like had a bag of pretzels in his hand, rolled over the bed, and like spiked him on my face. And it hit me right in the eye. And I, for the entire day, like I couldn't see out of my left eye. 
So I played an entire, like, I we this was our championship game. Like, we're in the championship of the tournament, and I can't see out of one of my eyes. And so we're just, like, we're playing this game, and I'm wearing sunglasses the whole time, so our coaches didn't know what was going on. But literally, my eye was completely bloodshot. I couldn't see. And so I'm like, I still hit well. I still played the field just fine, but it's just one of those things. You didn't like, hit well in that tournament. You got hit well. No, no, no. You're thinking you... of Kenosha. You're thinking of Kenosha. Oh, okay. Kenosha was the game. I'll tell that story after this too. Um, but Kenosha was where I got hit a lot. Geneseo, I hit well. Um, that was the one where we have like the picture of us going like four and zero, and that's where the pinky meme got started. Of everybody yeah. One of my fingers. Well, because that that was also the tournament we beat Geneseo in the championship game at their own tournament. Yeah, we beat the varsity, their varsity baseball team basically at a wood bat tournament on their and, own field. And we well. were our team was a a bunch of pretty much just high school dropouts of baseball and that was there was like five of us who were good and then there was a few kids who were okay and then like half the team was ass like guys if you're watching i'm sorry but you know it too uh so sorry i gotta get my girlfriend her cowboy boots you're good but yeah so it's just like that tournament like anytime we had a lot of success at a tournament was super cool something that was always fun but yeah it's like we just won a baseball tournament and not to toot my own horn I think you can probably agree with me when I say this, Dane. I was one of the better players on that team. And to have one of the better players on the team be half blind for the championship game and to win it was pretty cool. Yeah, and it being a wood bat tournament, uh, that was that was a lot of fun. I I enjoyed that tournament a lot. But one, one that my mom decided to text me because she is watching this um, – she, I don't even remember this, but apparently there was a time I was helping Dylan stretch right before a game, and he was laying on his back, and it was one of the knee tuck ones, and apparently I was staring him in the eyes, and he just looks at me, and he's just like, don't stare at me in the eyes, Dane. That's weird. Don't that, do that. Yes, I remember that. There was, there was one where um, my back locked up on me, and so my mom was like cracking my back and y'all lost oh. your shit. Oh, uh, we, or I gave you shit that entire weekend. That think, was after game number one. And I think I, Dylan made like a vine of it. So if vine was still an app, I remember that I, I found it one day when Dylan like followed me on vine, but there yeah. was a vine of like my mom cracking my back because it just completely like I got, I was catching that game and there was a play at the plate where the guy kind of like rocked me a little bit. And when he did, like, my back just, like, seized up real bad. So it was, like, between innings, and my mom's, like, cracking my back. And there's just a, like, Dylan, just, like, a No, it, was, it, it wasn't like, between innings. It was between we were, games. It was between we were games. walking. It was, it was the funniest shit because we were just walking. And all of a sudden, you just kind of, like, collapse on purpose. And all of a sudden, you're just like, Mom, rub me out. I was like, Mom, crack my back. Help. <laughs> and just... and it, we're in the middle of, like, 200 people, and you're just laying on the ground with your mom just – you know, on, Anya cracking your back, and it just it looked weird, and we made fun of you for the rest of that tournament and so on for that, oh, and that was some of the funniest shit. My back got cracked, and we, uh, I think we won the next game, but I think we ended up losing that tournament. I, I mean, we only, yeah, really, we, didn't, we only really we didn't won that. the one. We only yeah, won just, that wood bat one. We weren't a good team. No, not at tournament we, play. We were a bunch of misfits. I mean, yeah. there was only three, four guys on that team that could have made varsity ball and just decided not to. Yeah. I mean, it was really like, 
I'm just going to call people out by name, but it was really like you, me, Dylan, Matt. And then Andrew was pretty decent. John had his games where he was okay. John had his game maybe too. Yeah. I'll still, do you ever, so again, I'm just airing laundry here. Do you remember the game where I was pitching, I had a perfect game going and then John made an error and then he made another error and then he made another error. And so Dylan started yelling at him and his mom started getting like yelling at Dylan and Dylan started yelling at his mom. <laughs> I do remember that. That was we- we were a fired up team. We were a very vocal team. We yeah. our coaches sat in the stands with our parents and did not yeah. coach us. Yeah, we basically ran the team ourselves. Like the so we played rec ball with travel ball, and it was like we'd show up to the rec games. We're like, "What's the lineup?" And then Matt's dad would look at me and Matt and be like, "Whatever you guys want to do, I don't really care." He'd hand us the sheet, and we just kind of make our own lineup. Yeah, and... he, he would be like, "Jake, uh, Jake's supposed to pitch today. It's Jake's day in the on the schedule." And that'd be like the only thing that would be planned. Be like, all right, Jake, go get your work in. Yeah, I... that was that was a, that was fun. But yeah, so so back to the Kenosha tournament that Dane's talking about. So there was again, we always have problems with the home team at a tournament for whatever reason. Maybe it's because yeah. we were like we were always the one who was traveling, so we were coming from the like the farthest away to play these tournaments. Well, we were also a vi- well, not me. I was never loud. Uh, yeah. You guys were you, me, Dylan me and Matt. Dylan. You it guys. Mostly, it wasn't even really Matt. It was me and like, Dylan. Yeah, you guys like to piss people off. You like to be loud, even if we were losing by ten. You guys like to be loud oh, yeah, and just shit. really get people going and anger some people. And you did it. Yeah. You were successful every tournament. So, um, so we were at this tournament. Um, we had lost to this team in the first game. Um, not by much. It was a, it was a good game, uh, but we lost in the first game. Uh, we win the next two games that we played, so we made playoffs. And so we're playing our first playoff game. Um, because we were a low seed, we had to play an early game. So I think we were there. It was like 9 in the morning, 10. It was, it was early, but it wasn't too bad. But we're playing the game, and we're up by like 15. We're just kicking the shit out of this team. So I tell Dylan, I'm like, hey, I'm going to play third for the rest of the game. Like, let's work on back picks because we knew – the team that we were playing in the next game, which was the home team at this tournament, we knew that they took aggressive leads at third to try and piss off the pitcher. So I'm like, we know this is coming. Let's work on our back picks here. So where he, you know, he just receives the ball as a catcher and just yucks it down the third. So I was like, let's work on this. And we had like three in a row where we just were like, we mistimed it. We didn't matter because we were going to win the game regardless. And so the other, t- the, the home team is talking shit on the like third, on the third baseline. And so I'm over there. I'm like, I just I don't even remember what I said, but I was like, watch. I was like, shut the fuck up or something like that. And I pointed at a guy who was talking shit. Um, he hit a home run off of me in the first game, so I think I just already didn't like him. Um, and then sure enough, the we beat the first team, so the Kenosha team starts warming up, and then we're playing with them or we're playing the game, and it's my first at bat, first inning, and d- not I don't know the pitcher. The pitcher didn't pitch in the first game against us. He wasn't one of the kids that I was really talking shit to. But first pitch, fastball, right in the middle of my back. I'm like, all right, probably had that one coming. I was talking a little shit. I can take a pitch. I probably had the most hit by pitches of anybody on our team ever. Well, you had, I think, four in that one game. Four in that game. (laughs) I was going to say, they they did not like you. So we put up a pretty good spot in that first inning. I think we put up like a seven spot. So we we had a pretty good lead. Um, We were on 
I had thrown a lot, so I couldn't. I was on a pitch count, um, so I couldn't throw. Matt was on a pitch count, so he couldn't throw. So we were running out guys where we were just like hoping that it worked. Um, so the game got pretty close again. So they brought in another pitcher who was the guy who hit the home run off of me, and it was the guy I was talking shit to. First pitch fastball right in the back. Like, whatever. Fuck it. I go to second. Next at bat. Same thing. First pitch fastball right in the back. And that's when I, that's when I started to get pissed. And then I didn't really get mad until I was standing on first and not taking a lead, and he, like, tried to pick me off. I was like, all right. It's going to be like this. Okay. So next at bat, I walk up. I'm not even holding the bat right. Like, I'm just like, whatever. He's going to hit me. First pitch, fastball, right in the back. I look at the umpire. I'm like, are you going to fucking say something or do I have to? And then their coach comes out of the dugout to start talking shit to me. My dad was our first page coach. My dad almost gets into a fight with his 90-year-old geriatric fuck. And then, yeah, long story short, the next at bat I went up. I hit a triple to the fence, and we still ended up losing because, we again, we ran out of pitchers. But that was, yeah, that was the closest I ever got to, like, really fighting somebody on a baseball field. Like, that was... I was ready to go at that uh, at that tournament. I mean, I don't fight. I, I don't talk shit. I don't fight. But I was ready to go. You guys had me heated, ready to start well, swinging on somebody. He, he wasn't just hitting me. He hit Dylan three times, too. Like, this guy had, like, six hit-by-pitches. Yeah, but he, it was batters, home and team. Then, and then never home. hit anybody else. It's like, okay, we get it. You're, like, you're, you're angry, and your fucking 72-mile-an-hour fastball is really going to hurt my back. Like, oh, darn. Yeah. Hey, we had fun, though. We did. That was one thing. You know, we, we lost a lot of tournaments, but we probably had the most fun out of anybody. Another we were always hollering and hooting in the dugout and out in the stands and out in the games. field. We, we had a lot of fun. Do you remember uh, it was pregame? For, it was a night game that we had at one of the tournaments. We went to, like, Ruby Tuesday or some shit. You ordered spaghetti. And they yeah. literally gave you like rock hard noodles. Like they overcooked yeah. the shit out of it. You had, this man had no food. He like, oh, it was, <laughs> we like, we were on a time crunch. So we couldn't even really like order more food for you. Like, I so remember we, that. Cause we walked in like 15 of us on a time crunch and we're like, ah, we're, we'll be fine. We'll be fine. Yeah. They served this man. Not after that. Pasta. <laughs> he had literally his dinner was like half of my fries for my burger and then we went hey that's i'm all good with that i love fries (laughs) he made it work but yeah i we could we could probably do an entire episode on just those travel tournaments and well how much fun here i'll here i'll I'll end it with this one do you remember how we were so our division was three teams us and two other teams the other two teams were freshmen and sophomores who just didn't make the team so i mean we were beating these teams like 36 to 2 and just outrageous numbers. Yeah. The final tournament, we walk in, we are so cocky, and we are so just like, oh, we're going to wipe through this team. The team in last place is totally defeated. I mean, they're 0-25 or something. We're 25-0. and 0. They beat us by six because we are so cocky. We threw in just no. – so- I, you, I, you might have missed I mean, this I, part. Maybe I'm, missing, maybe I'm remembering wrong, but – they had so their roster was like 18 kids we looked after the game nine kids their entire starting lineup basically in that game against us were kids that they were literally like weren't on their roster they just brought kids and had them wearing different kids jerseys like so they just they were like oh i okay yeah so they brought like an entire like like 
18 like their varsity team. team or something. Yeah, it was like an 18 new travel team. Like this team's coming out of nowhere throwing like high 80s, low 90 fastballs. And we're like, what the shit? You guys haven't won a game all year. This guy's just showing up out of nowhere. And we called him on it, and the ump was just like, nothing I can do. I can't check rosters. We're like, that's no, you you can. It's well, it was also it was also Wasco League, so nobody gave a shit. Yeah. So the ump wasn't gonna give a shit. I mean, but yeah, I just remember. I mean, they they went zero and twenty five or zero and thirty or whatever it was. We were beating them by twenty five runs minimum every game, and then they came in and like smoked us, no problem. Went on to win the tournament of three teams, but yeah. Oh, that. Yes. Oh man, that pissed me off a little bit, but you I, know, yeah, I wanted another trophy. I don't keep <laughs> At the end of the day, again, we—I don't know—we are the team who always had fun, win, loss, yeah. get smoked, smoke somebody. We we always had a good time, yeah. and that was why I love that team so much more than varsity baseball. Yeah, I like that so much more than high school ball. I played on other travel teams too, and that one was just like, even though it was like the like the—I don't want to say the least talented team that I was on, but it was probably like the least competitive travel team that I played on. But that was still oh, like, yeah. that was still so much more fun. Like we just everybody on each everybody for the most part liked each other on that team. It was just it was a good time. I've got yeah. no complaints about all of the time that I spent on that team. So that was yeah, those were fun. That was the one team I would do over again. Yeah, maybe I mean, Auburn Express, but I don't know. I had a lot of fun on that Wasco team. Yeah, that was that was a great team. A lot of great dudes. Maybe we'll get a couple of those guys on the pod one day and. We'll, get, we'll introduce them all to Kyle, and Kyle will be like, yeah, that's why these kids are fucked up. They hung out with these idiots. So That would be a good – that would be a fun podcast because my memory sucks, so you guys could all tell me stories of the, what the I did back then. The number of times where day. we tell stories and then Dane's eyes are just like, oh, shit, I remember that now. Yeah, There'd be I, a lot I, of them from those travel tournaments. I, I have the memory of a squirrel, so uh, I don't remember. All but right. anyway, what do you got for topic number two here? Oh, topic number two, I gotta, I gotta choose one, cause there's a couple. All right, Bailey and I put a lot of thought into this one today. But if tomorrow was your last day, Ooh. what would you do? You had 24 hours, and the way I described it to her was, you could, it's already pre-planned. You know, trap. There's no travel time. There's no like having to worry about say me come to you or anything like that. Like everything's pre-planned. You could be wherever you want with whoever you want. What would it look like? So damn, that's like a really deep one. You were like, no, yeah. mine are easy. Like making me think about my last day on earth. Oh hey, shit. You know, it was easy when I was talking about it with Bailey, but we also spent an hour talking about that one topic. So yeah. So I think like the first thing that I would do is I'd want a good portion of the day in the morning anyway. Like I want to spend time with my family, obviously. Um, and so like one thing in my family, like everybody in our family does is like we always get together and we play um, either there's a dominoes game that we always play or like card games. So I'd want to spend time with them doing all that. Um, so that'd probably be, you know, if I have to like com- compartmentalize it, like that'd probably be like four or five hours right at the start of the day. Um, I'd obviously want to spend time with, you know, you and Bailey, you know, you're one of my best friends. So I'd want to, you know, spend some time with you, um, spend some time with Kyle. So I'd take up a good chunk of the day, just doing the same dumb shit. We always do drink playing drinking games, just shooting the shit, you know, just, you know, really just, you know, especially like, do I know it's my last day? Like, yeah, you, you know, it's your last day. You could plan anything you want. 
Don't have to worry about expenses. Don't have to worry about travel time. And I'm not saying like, oh, I want to be in Greece and then I want to be in Canada and then I want to be in Mexico. No, like you could be wherever you want and that's where you're at for the day and you don't have to worry about getting there. You're just there for the day. Yeah. So I'd want, I'd want to take you, Bailey. I'd want Kyle and Carly there. I'd want, obviously, you know, my wife, Jess there. I'd want to be probably at like, probably at my lake house. Like if I could like have that back, like if we could all just no. like hang out there for a while, you know, drink there, we could have, you know, it's not nighttime at this point, but we're, so we'll have a bonfire in the middle of the day. We'll be playing games. We'll be out on the water. We'll be, you know, doing all that stuff. Um, and then like, that would probably take up a good chunk of the day. Um, and then I just want to spend like my last, like, like eight hours, just like, just with my wife and the dogs. Like yeah. just really just like soaking up like every last little bit of the time that I have left with them. Like, like I don't, I don't want to claim to be like a family over everything guy. Cause I'm really not like, I love my family, but there's like, there's just situations like that have come up where it's like, you know, certain parts of my family, like don't agree with the way that, you know, I do things or that my, my family does things. So like not every person in my family is like super important to me, but like my family, like, don't get me wrong. Like my parents and everything, they're my family, my grandparents, aunts, uncles, cousins, all of that stuff. They're my family, but like Jess and the dogs and what we have, like, that's truly my family. Like they're the people I spend every single day with. I spend every second possible with them. Like they're the ones that I would really want to be with for like the last bit of time that I have on earth. Like, I don't think like, not that I don't love you, Dane, and I don't love spending time. I, with you. I don't. I don't blame you. I mean, that's how that's how my day is going to get wrapped up when but like you get those, around to it. I'd probably I'd probably find a way to squeeze a Cubs game into that day too. <laughs> just watch the Cubs like mollywop the Cardinals or something like that. Uh, but yeah, I just want to like, I just want to spend the day with the people that I love. Like that's ultimately yeah. what it breaks down to. Like I just, you know, I could have possessions. I could have, you know, like you're saying, like you brought up, like. I could be in Greece. I could be in Canada. I could be in Mexico. I could be in all of these different places. But like, ultimately, like none of that matters to me if I'm not there with the people that I want to be there with. Yeah. So it's all about spending time with the people that I truly care about. Yeah. Uh, that's understandable. I mean, I, that's that's pretty much how my day would end too. I just my day would end definitely with Bailey and the dogs and probably just hiking and. But, I don't know. Mine would have to start in Mount Carroll, start and end in Mount oh, yeah. Carroll. And I, I don't see any other place it could be. It really, I, like, I couldn't, I couldn't pick a better place for you. Like, that's I, really, like, it. Like, that's. Yeah, I, I just feel like my family going up, waking up at 4 a.m., you know, going for one more bow hunt in the morning, all of us together, and I don't know, just spending the day there, being able to have friends come up and have a good time through the early morning and afternoon playing drinking games and going swimming and going on quad rides. And then just kind of, as the day goes on, just have that group kind of get smaller and smaller to the more important people. Yeah. Have a, have a dinner. Not that it would be possible to have a domo cook cooking on the hill at Mount Carroll, but have a domo. You said anything goes. (laughs) Have a domo dinner on the hill overlooking the pond and, be able to sit around the fire and have just telling stories. I mean, I mean, you know, with, with how, with, with what happened to Tyler, I mean, 
we sat around telling stories. If it was my last day, I feel like that's exactly what I'd want to happen. You know, have it as a celebration rather than people mourning that I'm going to be gone or anything, just having a good time. And then probably ending the night with flashlights and Bailey and I, and the dogs going on a nice long hike. And I don't know, making that hike last as long as I could and saying goodbye to everybody. I'd, I don't know. I didn't mean to make it like a like a sad thing. I just my last day. I feel like it would be full of. I don't. I well, I wouldn't I want. Think, I wouldn't want tears. I w- I would want everybody having a good time. You know, celebrating. And, and I think that's something that was very common in both of like the way that you and I both like talked about it. There was both of us were very much like we want like we don't want our last day to be like. I've even told Jess like I was like when I die, like don't mourn me like sell it like celebrate the time that you had with me and like just appreciate like yeah. what we got to do together like i think that's the way that most people probably want it um and i think that was common in kind of both of the way the way that you and i both described it. like we just want we want our last day to be what we want our life to be like i think ultimately, yeah. like especially if you know it like if you know your time's coming like i think you're gonna you're not gonna sit there like being like woe is me like you always hear yeah. about it, like the people who like find out that they have like a terminal illness or something like that. They spend the time that they know they have while they still can, like just living their life to the fullest. And I think that's ultimately like what both of us would do on our lives. Yeah. Well, and I just I live my life very, very happy, very yeah, you know, kind of go with the flow, very nonchalant and relaxed. And the last thing I would want is the last day to be all stressed out and tears and I don't know. I would like to die as I lived and I'd be happy and with the people I love and having a good time. Cause that's what I'm known for. Bro. You already told no. me I don't have to deal with traffic on my last day. <laughs> I'm, I'm good there. Yeah. True that. Fuck man. But yeah, I, sorry. I didn't mean to put a downer on the, on the podcast. I just no, Bailey and I talked about it for an hour today. So I just thought it'd be a good topic to, just curious to see what you'd bring up and where you'd bring it up at and the lake house you know the lake house is so much fun i only went once i should have gone so much more Bro, but i only just, went once and that was one of my favorite weekends I always, i've never been yelled at by your dad so many fucking times in a weekend I, holy shit i'm so mad that we got rid of that house when we did because it's like we had it for most of my childhood like from really when i was like 11 until i you know i think we sold it we just looked this up the other day. I think we sold it in 2017. So that was like four years ago. So we had that prowess from probably when I was like 11 till when I was 22. And yeah. like, that's when I was the busiest. That's when I was in college. That's when I was working. That's when I was at baseball tournaments. Like that's when I couldn't use it. And now that I'm like 26 and like, I don't fucking have anything to do on the weekends. I'd be yeah. out there like every other weekend. Like it's, it sucks not having yeah. it. And it's like, I wish I could have gotten you guys all out there more because it was, it's, like you said, it was so much fun being out there. Like, well, it's just one of those places, like, like Mount Carroll. It's just when you go, it's always a good time. Yeah. I mean, it, there's never a bad time there because there's always something different to do. And, I mean, like I said, I only went once, but I heard the stories. It was just, it was a fun place to be. It was a happy place to be, yeah. and it was always a good time. Always good people. Everybody was always in good spirits. It's because we were drunk ninety percent of the time, but yeah. Hey, that's okay. <laughs> you know. That's it. What you gotta do? What and you gotta do? That that place was so much fun, and there was so much that we like, so much that we did there that like you wouldn't even think of. Like, there was a ski hill, thirty minutes from there. So like we'd go skiing in the winter when we go out there, 
and it was also I like didn't even know that. Yeah, like you guys, you all never really got a chance to come out there when it was still open. It it closed when I I want to say when I was like sixteen or seventeen. Um, okay. So I was a little bit older um, or younger when it closed. So we, you know, before like we had been friends for a couple of years, but I didn't know you all were into like skiing or anything like that. Or I would yeah. try to get you out there. It wasn't anything crazy. Like I don't know the ratings. Yeah, it was Iowa. I mean, it yeah. was. You're, you're it was not looking fun. at mountains. You're looking at just little hills, but, but a good time like, nonetheless. They had ramps and rails. They had like the half pipe still yeah. built there. So there was plenty like that you could do if you were talented enough. So it, it was still super fun. Yeah. And then also attached to it was a giant tubing hill. So you would oh, like, cool. you'd lay on the yeah. tube and then you'd hook onto the, the lift and it would take you all the way up and then yeah. you'd go down and you'd literally be going like 50, 60 mile an hour down this hill. It was so yeah. much fun. But like, you don't think like that's Iowa again. Like it's like, you don't think of that being a thing that you can do there. Like yeah. on our property, we, it was, it was built on a hill. So we would even just like, we would like take the little like saucers or like the little like surfboard yeah. kind of things that you get. We'd go down the hill and we'd end up like halfway out on the lake. It was all frozen <laughs> over. So it didn't matter. But like there was, there's actually a, a fun, not a fun story. It's kind of shitty for the family that it happened to, but like there was people who were ice fishing and they took their truck out on the lake and the ice broke. So there's a, Ooh. there's a Chevy suburban in the bottom of that lake somewhere. Really great fishing spot. Fish love that area. Um, but yeah, like we had a, we had a bass boat so we could go fishing. We had a pontoon boat. So we'd just go anchor out and chill. We had the jet skis. Um, later on we had a, like not a speed boat, but a faster boat too. So we'd, yeah. we'd go tubing, we'd go skiing, wakeboarding. Like there was so much to do there. And just like places like that, like now I would use that house so much. I, I, oh, told yeah. my, I told my parents when they were getting ready to sell it, I was like, what do y'all want? I was like, I'll pay for part of the mortgage on this place. Like, I don't care. That place. Uh, I looked up how much that... they sold it for and I get why they sold it. But <laughs> yeah, it's just like one of those things is like we had it at the worst possible time. Like, yeah. And now to have it would be so it, it'd be like a Mount Carroll, but like on a lake. Yeah. I mean, that, I'm, I wish I would have, I mean, you always talked about it with me. I wish I would have taken more advantage of it. I, I just never did. I never did. And by the time I did, it was like six was, months later, it was gone. You came when we were like, like six months before we were selling it. Like oh, yeah. it wasn't that long afterwards that we were getting rid of it. So, yeah, funny, so fun story about how, since he brought it up, I'm going to tell the story of how Dane got yelled at by the first, probably the first time ever by my dad. Where he like actually oh, was mad. Oh my god, he was pissed. So what happened at the lake house, and the main reason that we ended up selling it was it flooded. The pipes burst and it flooded when we were gone. So we had to remodel the whole house. So there was a bunch of shit that we were getting rid of, and it flooded every floor. So the there was water damage on the third floor, the main floor, and the basement. So we were on the main floor, and like I said, it was built on a hill. So the basement had a walkout. So we were pretty high up on the deck. And we had these old speakers that were connected to the old TV that we had up there. And my uncle was like, I who is a very bad influence, very bad influence. I, he would even admit that he's not a good influence and he appreciates that he's not a good influence. He loves living his life like that. Um, so he's the one who's taught me like the reason I have such a like dark humor is from him. Like he's, yeah. he's great. You've met, I mean, you've met him, you know, people who haven't met him. If y'all, haven't met uncle Perry before you're missing out. Um, but he, we were on the deck and there was these speaker stands that were made of solid wood. They were decently, they weren't overly heavy, but they were like, it had a decent weight to them. Yeah. And he was like, I bet you can't throw these into the fire pit. Mind you, which had to, pit, which had to be what? 
30 yards, 20 yeah, yards, probably 30 uh, or 40 and, yards know. from us. And it, but we were throwing downhill, so it wasn't that bad. Impressive like, of a throw. I mean, yeah. but. so I'm like challenge accepted. So I throw mine and mine goes long. So Dane's like, Oh, I'll be fine. We had Adirondack chairs that were hand built. So giant wooden chairs that are just lining the front side of this fire pit. So Dane seeing that I threw it long was like, I'm not going to throw it as far. So he throws it a little bit higher and it lands right on the arm of one of these Adirondack chairs. And the arm literally just explodes. Just pieces of wood <laughs> flying everywhere. My uncle just looks at us and is like, Ugh, didn't see that one coming. And <laughs> That's like, exactly what he said. He was just like, I didn't even anticipate that yeah. you guys would have hit the chairs. <laughs> and so we were, we were out there first. We were like, us and my uncle were the first people out there. So we had like six or seven hours before my dad showed up and my dad gets there. He gets unpacked. My dad always gets angry when he travels. So he was already just like naturally kind of annoyed. And we're like, Hey, uh, we got to tell you something. Um, one of the Adirondack chairs isn't in quite the same shape that it was when we started. He's like, what do you mean? And then we told him what happened and he was just like, you guys are a bunch of fucking idiots. I can't believe you would listen to him. Why would you do that? And he was just like, and as a result, he was just like kind of annoyed at us the entire trip, but it was still a blast, like you said, but he would just like make little snide. He got over it pretty quickly. Like we still have those chairs and it still hasn't been fixed. So it clearly wasn't that big of a deal. Um, but like he would just make like, but your, your dad held a grudge that weekend. He, he definitely he made, held a little bit of a grudge. He was angry. He made little sure. snide remarks all fucking weekend, but yeah. Hey, it was worth it. That was a great trip. That was a good time. It's a very good time. All right. Well, have you have you rated your beer? Not yet. I just finished it. I'm gonna give it like a six nine. I've had another one of like um, so. Sleepy Bear is like a, a style of beer that they do. It's kind of what they call their imperial stout, and they have other flavors of it. And the other flavors that I've had are a lot better than this one. But this one's solid. I'll give it like a six one. All right. I thought you said six nine to start. Did I? That's what I meant. Um, six, six nine, nine or six one. Six nine. Well, right. as as a side note, real quick, because my mother is texting me during this, um, she wants to say that I broke your chair just like you broke our kitchen chair. Hey, why don't you tell that story? I feel like you probably tell it better than I did. Uh, I feel like I had too much to drink and don't remember the fine details. <laughs> I remember that I stood on the chair. You told me to stand on the chair, so I. Oh did yeah, it. it was it was you were on the counter. Yeah. And I, I told you to step down onto the chair, and but you jumped. You did like like you I didn't, didn't like jump, jump was, but you I did like jump. a little. You just kind of did like a. I was just fat. <laughs> and you hit really the back. And you hit the down. back end of the chair. And it went down, and I mean, it just shattered. It did. did Oh, that was so funny and so difficult to explain. Actually, it wasn't difficult at all. I just told him that it was your fault, and I had nothing to do with it. I offered to pay for the chair. (laughs) I said, I will will, will pay to fix it. I will buy a new one. I was like, whatever I got to do. I felt terrible about it. Uh, I still do. Dean and Kim, I apologize for that chair. I am so sorry. (laughs) I didn't mean to break it. It was... Not Dane's fault. It was my fault for being an idiot, but your son definitely influenced it. Well, I'm also a bad influence, so you shouldn't listen to me, ever. I mean, probably, but also, 
I did, and I'm going to continue to do it. You're going to continue in our future to tell me to do dumb shit. I'm probably going to do it. <laughs> I haven't learned my lesson, apparently, so. Well, my parents also weren't that mad because we broke a lot of stuff at our house. Playing, I playing hockey in the basement um, and just having too many parties. We broke a lot of stuff, so it's not like there weren't plenty of other things that got broke. But that is definitely one that sticks out. Yeah, that was a because that, that was, was a just a experience. dumb move on your part. I don't completely. Hey man, that's when I was fat. The the chair that was probably pretty close to when I was at my heaviest too. So I was like a solid like two forty when that happened. Yeah, I'm like one sixty now. So it's I'm a fraction of the man I once was. But when I when that happened, I was a big boy and that chair was not prepared for it. No, no, it was not not prepared for us after a few beers. That's for no. sure. It was more than a few. This was like two in the morning type shit. Oh, I don't. Well, if you were on the counter, I would hope it was two in the morning type of shit. It was so. real late. Oh. Man. Oh, they were given to us for free, and you left money on the counter. So. That sounds about right. Or I, I left money on the counter. Somebody left I'm money, on the sure counter, I left so. money on the counter. I'm pretty sure I left money on the counter. I'm pretty sure I took money out of my wallet. It was like, <laughs> I'm just going to leave it here. If they find it, they find it. But I felt so So bad. no no bad blood. No, no bad, bad blood. blood. I made you feel bad for it, but you did. Uh, no bad blood. Well, yeah. because it was one of those times where I was like, oh, my parents are never going to let me have a party here again. Like, oh, boy, this is bad. And then Little like, did I know that that was a lie. The next weekend. We... Yeah, I don't, I don't doubt it. Oh, man. We partied a lot. We did. We got a lot of good stories. We could probably do a whole episode having you on here. Just We could talk all of the different, like, tell stories about different parties at your house. The time you fell asleep under the ping pong table. That's always a good one. The time Tyler fell asleep on the pool table. Oh, wait, no, that was Mount Carroll. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't remember that one. That was a good one. There was the one where we were jumping over the fire. Yep. And Al slipped in the fire. That was fun. There was the time we paintballed around the fire while drunk. That also happened. We we had a lot of good times. A lot of good times at our house. All of the wrestling but that happened in your basement. There was a lot of injuries that came out of that. I, wrestling on concrete floors I was a dumb a, idea. I have a scar on my middle finger from we were wrestling and I don't know like we ended up by the pole somehow and like my arm went out and I just hit the pole and it just like cut my finger and with when the bricks are on it yeah yeah so i've got like a (laughs) i've literally got like a like a triangle shaped scar on my finger from like catching it on those pole those like those pillars jesus yeah yeah we've had stories we've had a lot of fun there that's for sure we definitely have a lot of fun well we will go ahead and call the episode there dane thank you so much for stepping in for kyle this week i know he wishes he could be here um as always we've told you before you're always welcome on anytime you want to come on um, we'll always you know, be happy to have you. Everybody who decided to tune in this week, thank you all so much. We appreciate it. Uh, make sure you give us a like, give us a follow, give us a subscription on YouTube, give us a follow on Spotify. We appreciate all of it. Um, I'll try and post this as soon as I uh, get some of the parts edited up on it. But thank you all for coming out here. Dane, if you want to say anything, I'll let you uh, take it away for a minute before I wrap up fully. Well, just I I just want to say thank you for having me again. I mean, as nervous as I get, and I, I I've been nervous since like Wednesday night about this, knowing it was coming. But I have so much fun with these and learning so much more about myself that I didn't know is always a good time. But uh, 
learning all this it, stuff. It's fun to be on here. I, I do like doing these. You need to send me a better webcam than you did. But uh, but yeah, thank you. Thank you again. I, I have a lot of fun with these, and, and hopefully I'll be on again soon. Of course, man. Definitely happy to have you back. Make sure, again, you guys all give us a follow at 2AVGHusbands on Instagram and Twitter. 2AverageHusbands, um, the words all spelled out on all other social medias. Thank you all for tuning in, and have a great night, everybody.